Hey, it's Allie Kaplan. Just a quick note before we start the show. This interview was recorded several weeks ago, before the coronavirus pandemic. We had to cancel a recording session to finish up our Back to the Classroom segment, so you may notice that it sounds a bit different since it was recorded remotely. But we didn't want to delay getting it out. We figured everybody can benefit right now from stories of leadership and innovation. And today's guest in particular has found himself busier than ever in recent weeks. Jeremy Siegel, the founder and CEO of Prusy, an online shopping platform, announced that his company is actually hiring 50 people at its fulfillment and distribution center. Despite reports that consumers are only stocking up on toilet paper and household essentials, Jeremy says Prusy's discounted apparel is flying off shelves while people are stuck at home, and he expects that trend to continue as we become even more cost-conscious coming out of this crisis. More on that news at tcbmag.com. And now, hope you enjoy my conversation with Jeremy Siegel. From Twin Cities Business, this is By All Means, a show about innovation, drive, and purpose, and the leaders who make business work in Minnesota. I'm Allison Kaplan, your host and editor-in-chief of Twin Cities Business Magazine. We're coming to you from the studios of our presenting sponsor, the University of St. Thomas's Opus College of Business, serving more than 3,000 students enrolled in its undergraduate and graduate business programs. The college develops effective, principled business leaders who think globally and act ethically. And now, by all means. Prusy just may be the biggest deals website you're not shopping yet. But hundreds of thousands of people have discovered Prusy, that's P-R-O-O-Z-Y, which, like Nordstrom Rack or TJ Maxx, offers deals on name brand apparel, Nike, Adidas, many others. Unlike the big discounters, Prusy is a digital retailer, which offers daily flash deals and tracks shopper behavior to determine what overstock items they want to accept, what you're actually going to buy. Based in Egan, Minnesota, Prusy is on track to surpass $40 million in revenue this year. Its founder, Jeremy Siegel, was recently recognized as an Entrepreneur of the Year by Ernst & Young, and you can be sure you'll be hearing more about him and Prusy. So lucky to have him here today in the middle of the biggest shopping season of the year. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Ellie. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, just back from Palm Springs, you got wined and dined with all the big founders and entrepreneurs and heavy hitters. How does that feel? I was. It really was an honor to be there with everybody. Um, the CEO of Adobe and the founders of the biggest companies in the world, just to be honored was such a such a blessing for us. You had one in particular that you really wanted to meet, didn't you? You know, it, we did. Um, I think uh, Mark Cuban and Companies was kind of a fun, fun meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it went a little different. We were quite a bit bigger than um, from what, what, what we speculated um, as a standard company that they invest in and that they follow. But... Um, uh, meeting companies such as Microsoft was was a really cool thing, um, and just being a part of of all the best companies in America was was um, very exciting for yeah. us. Well, I I want to understand how you got here and how you did it fairly under the radar. But let's go back to the the earliest days of, of your career, or even before that. W- what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, I love that. Um, so I wanted to be a professional golfer. Oh, and, of course. And um, golf was my life. I lived it, and um, and that's how I got into business. And were you um, a good golfer? 
I think I was at one point. I, was, okay. I, I wanted to play professional um, and met a ton of people in the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, my family is, uh, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. And um, for me, it was um, in order to, to play the best equipment, I had to, I had to pay for it. So mm-hmm. I would always go find deals on equipment. Okay. Uh, met a lot of people that way and started the business um, in, the, in the golf industry. Okay, so you realized you were not gonna be Tiger Woods and decided I better. I'm find still kind of going through or? that right now, <laughs> okay, many I'm years sorry. later. So that's I'm a tough to one. That that's yeah. okay. Um, maybe get there, you know, get back to pursuing golf at some point. Okay. But um, you know what? I really had a lot of passion and joy in doing business, closing deals, meeting people. Um, back then, the business took me everywhere. Um, I was. Uh, um, I was a single guy. I would, if I had a meeting or an opportunity, I I just went, and it may have been in California or Arizona or. Is this anywhere. right out of school? Did you ever so, have like a regular job? Or I you never just, did. Never. Um, never I started, had a boss. Never had a boss. Uh, I did work at a golf store, um, actually, for a summer and learned a lot about the golf indus- industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started this business um, when I was sixteen. And was it called Prusy? It was called Lions Golf, and Lions Lions is my middle name. Okay. Um, and it started in the wholesale side. So, the the model that I created was buying overstock goods um, from golf contacts and selling them to pro shops, country clubs. Um, back when I started, there was a, a golf store in every corner, um, at least in in Minnesota and um, most of America. So. And but nobody was doing that. No one was offering deals on on golf gear. You know, I think I think back then it was more. Um, this was in two thousand um, two thousand four, five, six, mm-hmm. where people were more um, like the internet really didn't wasn't quite um, the main way at all to even shop. So. Um, back then, I would just pick up the phone and call golf shops and say, "Hey, I have this is who I am." I was really, really good with relationships, so um, I met a lot of people that way. And a lot of the accounts I worked with, a lot of the reps who sold me product, moved from account to account. So somebody that may have been at Adidas moved to Puma, or someone was at Nike may have moved uh, to a different account. So if I did a good job with them, they put a good word in for me at. At the at another company, and I was really referred around heavily in that business. Hmm. And and how did you, at the age of sixteen, even know how to begin, who to call, what? How did you have money to buy the overstock? I, I joke with uh, with with some of our banking people that um, I got my Series A from my bar mitzvah. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it was is really really small starting off buying buying a thousand dollars worth of something flipping it for two thousand and just kind of building up my bankroll for for years. And what did your parents think? You know, it, it didn't start to get um, big for a couple of years, and finally it got to the point where um, I would close a couple deals that would be say fifty to a hundred thousand, and all of a sudden these some of the deals we I would make. In um, high school. In high school, yeah. I, <laughs> in my senior year of high school. So, wow. Um, ended up paying for vehicles and trips and things and created, uh, um, by the time I was 18, 19, really created a legitimate four or five person business where I hired some of my friends to um, 
to help sell product. And mm-hmm. um, that was really the start of it. And this was all in the golf space. It was. Okay. Yep. All right. So you went to college. I did. I went to the University of Minnesota. And you were working the whole time building I was, your business. Yeah. So I was, I was playing golf at the time very heavily still. Uh, I was running the business and... Um, it almost seemed like I was running a business while in school, and I would do. Um, school was never a challenge for me, um, so I really enjoyed having my laptop and and working in school. So. Did you major in business of um, some sort? I, so I actually wanted to be an attorney too. So I was going to uh, university to do um, really pre law. Okay. Um, met with you got the, over that. <laughs> I got over that quickly because by the time I was about to graduate, my business was about um, maybe about a five million dollar business, and I interviewed a lot of attorneys and just really um, try to find the biggest attorneys I, I knew um, and talk to them about what they do for a living, how they enjoy it, their career path, and I found out that it just wasn't for me. Um, and that I already have something that I can um, really run with. Mm-hmm. Um, and and at that time, when you were in school and you had your you know five million in sales, that was mostly. I mean, you were behind the scenes. You yeah. weren't a front public facing consumer right. company. You were broker. You were kind of the middleman. Correct. Buying overstock, Correct. selling it to retailers. Correct. And and it was about that time where where eBay started getting big. So I, I would take product that I would buy and I'd also put it on eBay. So at that time, um, transitioning the model from wholesale to adding eBay. Um, and as we grew, we found different ways to pivot in the business, to kind of scale the business. So we added um, we added Amazon. Um, we were very early into the deal sites. So the Groupons of the world, um, and that was a really big uh, evolution for me in the business. Mm-hmm. So we pursued the deal sites probably um, in the 2009-2012 range, which is really when they were first starting out. And what did that do for you? It it gave us, number one, it gave us a different perspective of, of how big we can get. Um, we understood basically that there was more opportunity in selling to the end user than there was to another business who would then sell to their customers. Um, we pursued the deal side business for maybe about three, four years and grew the business up to in, up to um, about 10 million, 12 million at that time. Mm-hmm. And what it taught us was um, we actually have like a real business here. <laughs> and and we know what the customer wants, which is this flash sale type of mentality where they want a name brand product for a limited amount of time. Um, that's what drives them. And then we learned very closely by working with, with Groupon um, that you have to treat the customer incredibly well, um, which means fast shipping, transparency with your with what you're selling, very good description. And we said to ourselves, you know, we want to replicate, um, like we need to replicate this business. Um, and that's that that kind of got us in the mindset that we need to create our own dot-com business. I see. And that's kind of how, that's how Prusy started. So uh, when it was, when you were um, experimenting with Groupon, what were you doing? You would say buy one club, get another one free or what, you know, what were we, you? Uh, 
yeah. So this is when Groupon was also kind of. Um, so Groupon was a, to my understanding, I think they were the fastest company to a billion dollars. Yeah, and they did it by offering just discounts on, on popular items. Okay, um, and they had, it was more the coupon business. So so spend a hundred, get three hundred dollars. I see. I see. They created a Groupon good side where where they found vendors to launch deals on products. Okay. Um, so you've so. got the you've got the booming wholesale business. You've got some validation that you could sell directly to consumers. They want what you're selling. Is that when you said, okay, we need we're we're Prusy? What what when did Prusy yeah, happen? And so what the heck does Prusy mean? Awesome question. So um, we also sold on a company called Woot W O O T. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is Amazon's deal site. Um, with the, t- I loved the two O's. I loved Google with the two O's. Uh-huh. I wanted to find a company. The sh- the shorter the website, the better, uh, from from a search uh, searchability standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something with two O's, and we didn't have a lot of money. Do you so. know that you're actually? I just have to pause you right there yeah. and tell you that you were actually the second guest on By All Means to bring up the two O's. Really, and the importance of that. Yes, Liz Georgie of Suna. Nice. Named her business for the very same reason. Yeah. There's a thing with the two O's. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so Prusy. So we, I played around with like trying to find what's available, and it was like the only thing I could find that was available, and it was night. It was ten bucks. So, um, so we named it Prusy, and everyone was, which is really funny, is when we started, everyone is like, "That's a stupid name," and now we're, <laughs> you know, almost five years later, and we're we're growing like crazy everyone is like that's an amazing name so (laughs) you just were literally making up combinations of letters okay um so you have a name you have a dot com what do you do with it yeah so what we wanted to do was create this the same type of um deal site this flash type of limited offer with our customers so what we created was really one deal at a time where once it's once the deal is um it's over. There's it's it's over. So we've created a way um, to show our customer that. And back then, Prusy was nothing. No, we didn't even have any customers. So we had to grow it very carefully. And you know, our first year we did four hundred thousand. Um, How did anybody find you? We had a small presence from from the Lions Golf days. Okay. In the in 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 affluent males who were our customers. Um, we, that's a, it's, it's looking back, I don't even know how we got it off the ground, but um, we ended up doing our first year about 400000 and And that was still golf equipment? It was or? mostly golf equipment, apparel, um, polos, bags, okay. hats. So you're putting it on the site and saying, hey, this is, you're, you're what, selling for 50% off or whatever? Definitely. Good We're, so our, our main focus was up to, up to 90% off. All name brand product. Okay. And that's what it is today. And kind of fast forward, you know, year one, um, 400,000, year four, 40 million. So kind of crazy with how we've grown. Um, and then what we've built is really that that whole repeatable, predictable, um, the business that we can forecast, which is something that never used to exist in the the daily deal sites or the marketplaces with Amazon, eBay, uh, wholesale, you can never predict or that business you just can't repeat. And it revolves around, it revolves around me or one person. 
Okay. Um, so it, I remember, I mean, a, a number of years ago before you started Prusy, when there all of a sudden the flash sale yeah. thing became really hot, really trendy. And there were a couple of companies that no longer exist that started doing it. Um, and I mean, Groupon yeah. used that model. And then it seemed to kind of wane. Yeah. But you're obviously seeing. Yeah. That, is there a resurgence or is it just that people still want to shop? You know, that I way? think. I think everyone loves a deal. It doesn't matter how much money you make. Um, everybody wants value and they want a deal and they want to be treated right. I think we're what we've done an amazing job at and why we're considering like what we kind of ask ourselves, like how, how does Prusy win in our space? Um, and what it what to us, that's about cons- being consistent, always offering the customer a new deal, always um, treating them with incredible type of respect and empathy and compassion when they buy from you. I mean, they're buying $50 items and it's almost like they think they're buying a Rolex or a Mercedes. So we have to treat them that way. Now it's, as we've grown, we can't, you know, we've had our, we've had our challenges. Um, But I think where a lot of the deal sites went wrong is like, they're not consistent. They have one deal and they're done. So they lose that, that, um, the the, um, the the consistent um, customer where mm-hmm. in their customer's mind they're just it's a one and done deal at Prusy they know that they can continue every day if not a couple times a day get a new offer from us so if I go to your website I I can shop it like I could any other right. e-commerce site and you've got product for men and women and you've got shoes and apparel and and you've gone beyond yeah. golf at this point um, where do the daily deals come in are you you're sending those so that's really done now by by email okay so you sign up for our email and we curate it for you on what you what your interests are, what your buying habits are. Um, we, our, our main focus is really personalizing it. So you said you had a million listeners, right? Yes, every, you're close to it. Every mm-hmm. one would get a different deal, <laughs> right? So someone might get running shorts. Someone might get yoga. Someone might get all hoodies. Someone might get kids. So our focus is to get is to really curate it and personalize it for everybody. When did you go beyond golf equipment and so, golf apparel? Gosh, I feel like it's when Tiger kind of went in his funk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, our our basically our first year we in the Prusy we expanded into fitness, and then we expanded into outdoors, and now we're making another expansion into more fashion and lifestyle. Um, we've, what we found is most of our customers who, who want the fitness type of product also want outdoors, who also want family, also want kids. So, so our main, our main mission or our main, um, kind of mantra for next year is going to be a, a big change where Prusy will be the number one daily deal site for the family. So that's kind of our, our new change. You have a fair amount of competition yeah, out there yeah. online and in brick and mortar. There are some, you know, big names like Nordstrom and yep. TJ Maxx who yep. also do discounts and overstock. How in the world are you able to compete with them? Yeah, and we that's something that we have to continually ask, ask ourselves. Um, so Nordstrom's, their deal site is called Hot Look. We get as much traffic as Hot Look. Um, which is a big deal for us because we've been focusing on trying to get people to the site 
get them to understand who we are. We don't have the big name behind us. We've tried to grow in a way where it's been very a uh, methodical and strategic, where we're not upsetting the brands, we're not upsetting the competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, how do we win? How do we compete? Well, we offer a better experience. We we do whatever it takes to to treat that customer well. It might be um, okay. Allie's on the phone, or Allie has a concern. Well. Here are the here are our processes and procedures to take care of that, and I, I think um, that's something that we have to kind of continue to improve. So, how do we get from forty to eighty to uh, to one hundred fifty and so on? Um, we just have to be better than our competitors. Do you have to offer better prices? So our prices are that's the thing is our price we we win right now in price because we are better. We are you could buy. Um, three items typically at our place for the for the price of one at a TJ Maxx or Kohl's or Nordstrom Rack. How are you able to do that? It, a lot of it is working is working tighter, working on a little thinner margin. We do have overhead. We don't have as much as the brick and mortar companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also about building the building the business to a point where um, where we're able to grow that customer. So the best, the reason Prusy has been successful is because our customer, when they buy from us, they stay with us. Um, We've been able, we have customers who have been with us from the first year, second year, um, who are our best customers. Now, once people know who, who we are, they stay on our email list and they continue to buy. It feels like we all kind of like feeling like an insider. Yeah. Like we know something that everyone else doesn't. Is that, have you sort of mined that mindset? You know, I think, I think starting on the wholesale side of the business has been, was a major um, advantage for us because now our partnerships are, we either buy direct from the brand or we buy from the the big box retailer, which are the same people we used to sell to. Hmm. And instead of competing or, or going against the brand, we're, we're working with them on not just buying their closeouts or helping them get cash back, but um, or meet a number at the end of a quarter. It's about um, helping their partners, like a TJ Maxx or a Dick's Sporting Goods, get rid of their product or liquidate it in a way that is uh, most beneficial for their brand. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be careful. We're not. The last thing we want to do is buy a high-end brand and liquidate it through our website. What we're doing differently is we're we're doing that through our email list, um, where you actually have to be a member. You have to sign up. You can use a you know we'll offer you promo codes or or discounts if you are a a customer. Well, or if you are a pruser for us. So so let me just get this straight. So Nike isn't really so keen on having their shoes show up on a site that's going to sell them for 90% off. Correct. They don't really want that out there. And yet they have overstock that ends up selling for that. Right. But they will do that with you because it's going out through email. It's not being listed on your website. Is that the differentiator? Right. That's the main one. The other is we might work with a, um, a partner of theirs who is stuck with the inventory, who... Maybe they've overbought. Maybe they've overforecasted. Um, maybe there's something wrong with it. Maybe they maybe they ordered all black um, and they came in all gray. Well, typical retailers will cancel an order if it's not an exact PO. For us, we've tried to position ourselves as more of a partner to say, 
you know, we want to be, as long as it's first quality, we'll take it. And, um, we try to be very flexible. It's one of our one of our main points when we're working with these these brands is not only do we pay our bills, which most big box are struggling to pay on time, we respect where the product goes, um, and we're very transparent with our brands. Some of them help us build our emails now, um, so we'll work with uh, the the brands direct on actually having their team help build and give us content or. Um, deal with issues as well. Do do I have to think that you know there's a reason why some items don't sell and yeah. end up on the clearance rack? Yeah. How careful or choosy are you about what you'll buy? Because if you end up buying a bunch of you know lime green sneakers <laughs> that yeah. nobody wanted in the first place, yeah. couldn't you end up getting stuck with them too? Yeah, and we've had to be we've had to be cautious of that over the years. I think again, starting on the wholesale side, really understanding the value. Um, I love like really good brands. Um, we've bought we've bought Canada Goose, Montclair. Um, we've bought we've had deals like with um, high end watch companies or very very um, uh, ex- luxurious brands where it may be bad sizing, bad colors, bad models, and there is a va- there's a price for everything. That's kind of what what our vendors and suppliers have really loved about our company is we'll give them an offer if it's something where, um, you know, we bought Hunter boots before that were rejected from Target, um, and that's where they ended up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and we were just very transparent with our customer about you know about explaining where they came from. And, and passing that value on. And what we found is with our customers, they're affluent, they're savvy, um, you know, they're well-educated, and they're young. They're 18 to 35-year-olds, and they're mostly female. And they, as long as we communicate and, and be transparent about, about, about everything, they, they, um, they're very tied to that. And, okay, first of all, let's go back to Hunter for a second, because that was such an enormous and public fiasco for Target. Were you able to say these were the boots that were made for Target but didn't make it to the show? So you were able to tell your customer that. Yeah. And, and, you know, that deal, a lot of, because of our, um, you know, we've grown a lot over the last four years and we have a huge um, opportunity the next two, three years to, to continue to grow and, and, and a lot of that is by partnering with these brands. So when they make a product for, say, Target or Nordstrom's, or we'll buy a lot of product that was supposed to go into Costco, and um, and you know our what well, what we solve for the brands or the manufacturers is getting rid of of the problems and doing it in in the right way. Right. So that's why they're willing to to sell to you because they appreciate the 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 way that you position it? Correct. Yeah. And yeah. and is that all about doing it through email versus on a website? Yeah, cuz mostly everybody now is going through um, Amazon or eBay where mm-hmm. they they make a buy and they have to push it through eBay or, uh, or Amazon to move it. Um, we push it out at our website. Our our third-party marketplaces are like um maybe 2% of our business. And we only put products on there if the brands allow us. And we, we don't really want to sell on there anyway. We don't even, um, we don't want to pay them 
to push our products. So your best, de- if I go to Prusy.com, that's those are not your best deals. The things that I'm seeing on the website, correct? The best deals are going to come once I give you my email. Correct. That's okay. the biggest thing. Yeah, and yeah. that helps you convert people and get them in your system. Yep. Um, who is your biggest competition? Is it Amazon? You know, Amazon is not. They they definitely are a competitor. Um, but I I think TJ or um, uh, Sierra Trading is from an online standpoint. Overstock.com. Overstock a little guys. bit. Yeah. Um, but I really think Sierra Trading is like because they're putting up a lot of the same the same products. Um, okay. We've seen a lot of JC Pennies or Kohl's with hmm. with it, it. Really depends on the product, um, but. Kohl's and um, Sierra Trading seem to be REI a little bit. Um, there's there's other companies out there like Backcountry who they're the leader in the outdoor space. We, we're not really a competitor of theirs. They're more in line. Mm-hmm. So how do you make sure you continue growing? I mean, obviously you've done enormously well just virally through word yeah. of mouth. You you have I mean, I've never seen an official Prusy ad or billboard. Yeah. Do we've, you even do we've, them? We've actually we've. Up until about maybe two months ago, we have not paid for any type of advertising, no paid search, nothing. It's all been email based. Um, we've we've additionally been able to do this through um, affiliates and influencer marketing. So partnering with different affiliates and influencers to push our products, who have a um, who have an audience that aligns with what we're pushing. Maybe it's a it's a fitness it's a t-shirt that somebody can work out in. We might find 10 of our fitness influencers and have them push it to their audience. So people who have a big audience on social media, yep. they show up in your t-shirt and say, "Hey guys, I got this on Prusy," yes. and all of a sudden yep. you get an explosion of sales. Yeah, that and, really and works. It does. And 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 from our our data, it's all about what's called micro influencers, mm-hmm. um, and that's really people in like the thousand to two thousand um, range of friends or contacts. It's, they have more influence with that smaller audience yeah. than someone who has uh, a quarter of a million. Exactly, dollars. and it's and every one of them is you know they're on there because they're trusted. Um, so we've had a we've had a lot of of success with that. Um, but again, it's because we've been consistent. So every day, every week, we're 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 showing up again. So it's almost like the Gary V marketing tactics of the jab, jab, right, right hook, <laughs> where we're showing you, we're showing you, and then we're asking you to buy. And and we're not doing that because of a strategy. It actually works. Mm-hmm. We, you cannot ask somebody to buy right away. And I think. Um, what Prusy has done so well is we've continually shown up with with the affiliates, with the influencers, and then with our customer. Um, people know that they can buy product for themselves. They can buy um, gifts for their family. They can buy um, for their husbands, wives, kids, everybody. Do you worry at all about, you know, shifting shopping habits. Everybody likes a deal, yeah. but there is a lot of evidence that, you know, millennials and, and Gen Z, they just aren't buying as much. Yeah. They they want to buy vintage or not buy at all and spend on experiences. Do you worry about that at all? You know, I did um, I did a semester at uh, Wharton last December or last Q4, um, and there was a study that they showed us that um, – in 2020, 80% of 
millennials and and online shoppers are going to make a purchase because of of the customer experience, not because of the 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 value. So what what that showed us was um, to your point, people don't really care as much about saving five dollars if they have a terrible experience. If if it if it doesn't ship on time, if it comes in inaccurate, if it comes in and it looks like crap. So what we're doing is we're we're not only are we going to continue that model of offering everything, not just like a dollar below market, like 20, 30 percent below the lowest online comp, we're going to over deliver in the customer experience. And it's not just the presentation of, of how it looks when it when it arrives, but it's the um, it's the personal um, it's the personal and custom components of of, of the the entire customer from if you call in you have a personal rep we have we have all the information on your order um, even how we show you products we're not going to show you products that that you you don't want or that you're not interested in hmm. and a lot of the online space you have to weed through a lot of crap to get to what you want um, we're coming out with the new app um, there's just a lot of different initiatives that we're gonna we're, we're in the process of launching that are going to combat that. Do you think of yourself as a tech company or a retail company? You know, I we've been asked that a lot. I think we would be a tech company because from a retail standpoint, we we don't function like other retailers. Mm-hmm. We've we, we've brought in consultants and we've brought in people. They look at our business and they're like, we're not a retailer. We do use a lot of, um, I mean, we have a merchandising plan and a promo calendar and the, the, the basics that most have, but we're using data um, to make decisions and um, we're, I mean, and, and optimizing it with technology. So your team, how many people are work for Prezi? We have about 100. Wow. Yeah. Um, all based in Egan. We have or- one in California. We joke with him that he's at the beach half the day. But he's, <laughs> he's, he does a good job. Prusy West Coast. That's right. In the Bureau. That's right. Um, what's the breakdown? How many people on your team are working on tech versus yeah. buying yeah. versus promotions? So in terms of like the actual website, we have about 20 Five people on the website. It's a combination of email and um, data, things like that, to kind of get the products live to the marketing. Um, we have about five different buyers, um, from senior to associate to um, strategic relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, Where do you spend most of your time? That's a good question. Um, In the gym that you just built? That's funny. <laughs> I wish the gym or the golf course. You know, I. Um, I think I spend a lot of my time in the areas that need it, and that's just um, that's a not a great response. But I think some some weeks I'm heavily focused on on the financial side, kind of building pro forma budgets and um, making sure we have enough capital. Um, other weeks I'm focused on productivity, so making sure orders get out the door, working with the human capital side of the business, mm-hmm. making sure we have enough people. Um, but I spend I spend a lot of my time buying buying products. Hmm. Is that your favorite? My passion part? is yeah. I love buying. I love negotiating. Um, I love my relationships with the vendors. We're um, there's there's accounts who I've worked with for 18 years, um, and kind of being a little bit younger guy, worked with more than half my life. Mm-hmm. So I know them very very well. And and as as Prusy's grown and they've grown, some of them have become 
very dear, you know, very close to me. Um, and they've they've started as reps and have moved all the way up to VPs or C level mm-hmm. uh, within very big companies. So you said it yourself at the at the beginning of this conversation that you've never really had a boss and right. and you you know were you have been scrappy and have built this from from the ground up yeah. but now you're at a point you have a hundred employees yeah. you're growing quickly your job your role has to really change how do you know how to be a good leader awesome question that's that's been one of our challenges is we've grown even though we've been pretty strategic on our growth we still have made a lot of mistakes where we've burned through a lot of people and a lot of cash um and it's you know it's based on um, based on just not being able to scale correctly. We need we've learned that to get to that next level, you need to have um, the right systems and the right processes and the right procedures and um, and. I don't. I say people. So is that, the right yeah. people. So, so, but is that trial and error, or do you have you gone out and gotten you know yeah. you hired more strategically people who have experience building other we, companies? We definitely have been very strategic on bringing in a few people who have done this before. We're still. We've realized now it, it, we need to bring in the next layer of people, um, you know, who have started e-com or tech companies and built it to a to a level that we haven't been at before. Um, do you have investors or is it all, is it you're, all you? you're looking at them? <laughs> so, uh, no, but my, it's, it's me and uh, my wife, Rachel. Um, and as we grow, it's, it's going to be just a matter of time when we need to take on a partner or an investor to get to that next level, just really from an inventory standpoint. Um, we're going to add another building sometime next year. We might add another location out West. Um, why? I think, I think number one, I love love the beach, but um, <laughs> the main reason is just kind of logistically for our for our customers. Because um, you're shipping everything we're out shipping of ev- Egan yeah, right now. Yeah, so having another uh, DC would allow us to get to um, the customer faster. So product on the West Coast would be able to get to that that zone um, within one or two days versus three or four or five from us. Okay. Yeah. And, it, and it's worth the expense of it, opening. It another... would be over the next five years. I think the first year might be a little bit of a sticker shock for us. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you're thinking big. You're thinking yeah. growth. What will be? I mean, what what's the goal? What what is the like? Where do you want to get this company? And and do you see yourself sticking with it? Or yeah, definitely. I think I think over the last few years, looking at it, taking on a, an investor or a partner. Um, Learning about um, and learning that I don't want to do that at this time um, and that we don't need to. We can grow the business to where we want. Our goal next year is to get to $80 million. Um, we can do that without an investor or without a partner. Um, and the goal after that would be to double that to 150 160 Maybe we need to look at a partner then. Hmm. Um, we want to put a board in place. We have, we have certain initiatives that will help us kind of uh, scale and, 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 and advise the business. Um, but ultimately this is my passion and with, with our son, who's just a little, not even like not even in kindergarten yet. Mm -hmm. I think it gives a different perspective of, of growing a business, number one, the right way, but also doing it. So it's, there's a legacy and there's longevity of the business. Mm -hmm. Um, and what do you think shopping is going to look like when your son is 16 years old? I was talking to Rachel last night about that, about just 
the fact that he could be on his phone. Like when, when I was younger, I never had a phone until sure. I can't remember, like 17 maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe. I think I was actually a little late in the game <laughs> at that. But I think kids are getting phones now at like, what, seven, eight? Well, maybe younger? not mine, but I'm sure some are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I don't know what it's going to look like. I, I know that I know that e-commerce and retail, or retail as a whole, is really struggling. Um, however, closeout and discount is booming. So the TJ Maxx, the dollar stores, uh, Kohl's is making a major comeback. They're booming, and that's because people want a deal, and they want they they know that they don't have to pay full full retail anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's going to be so even though the economy might be you know, I don't know. I'm not a, much of an economist, but people say that it's it's going to decline just a little bit for the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people will continue to be savvy in how they shop, how they save. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember years ago you asked me why we transitioned from golf. Well, one of the one reason was when the recession hit and people weren't paying, playing as much golf, um, more of a luxury sport. Mm-hmm. But people wanted to work out. So, right. and if they are playing golf, they want to get a good deal on their clubs. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yep. Do yep. you have what? What has been the the most pinch me kind of moment yeah. for you in all of this epic growth? Yeah. You know, I think, I think the entrepreneur of the year was a really cool um, award. Um, being there, there's people like Howard Schultz who started, who was a CEO and started uh, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, I mean, I can't remember right now. There's a ton of other successful yeah. um, winners of that award, but that was a big deal for us. I think being, um, knowing, you know, some days I think we're a, we're an incredibly small company, um, which we are relative to to our to our competitors. But um, yeah, I, I really think kind of the EY recognition was big. Um, I've enjoyed getting to know you. I've enjoyed <laughs> you know the the um, the my relationship with the Twin Cities in general. Yeah. Uh, being a smaller business, we're the fastest growing retailer in, in uh, Minnesota, which is kind of cool. It's um, kind of unbelievable, yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's what I mean. I mean, you're, you're obviously you have lots and lots of customers, and yet I think locally b- people don't realize that, yeah. that you're here yeah. and that you're, you know, doing big things. So. Yeah, and it's it funny. I went to Byerly's the other day. A little shout out to Byerly's. I go, <laughs> I go there all the time for lunch, but... I went there and I was in line. I had my Prusy hat on and this lady behind me, she goes, how do you know what Prusy is? And I'm like, well, I work there. I didn't tell her I, you yeah. know, we own it, but she goes, oh, well, I, I love Prusy. I'm a, I've been shopping at Prusy for four or five years now. And so it was like just starting to get people in the local community aware of it. Yeah. Um, That's got to feel good. Yeah. And you yeah. really didn't tell her that you're the boss. No, I, did, I still didn't tell her that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, congratulations, Jeremy, on all the success. It's kind of amazing. We will be watching for for more uh, big things in the next couple of years, for sure. Uh, Stick around. Next, we're going to go back to the classroom with the University of St. Thomas Opus College of Business. Jeremy, what's the deal today? Try to get some last-minute sales for the holiday. Okay. (laughs) Good luck with that. That's right. Well, the way that Prusy has applied data to a traditional retail business is really fascinating and something that I'm guessing a lot of businesses could probably benefit from. 
For more on the topic, let's go back to the classroom with the University of St. Thomas Opus College of Business. Dan McLaughlin is a faculty member in the Operation and Supply Chain Management Department at St. Thomas. Dan, I'm curious what you thought about Prusy. Um, I think it's a really interesting and exciting concept. Um, I never really heard about it much, and so I went and checked their website after I had the opportunity to listen to um, your interview. Um, they're really fascinating, particularly how they use data in a new way. Did you order some running shoes while you were there? <laughs> no, not quite yet, um, but um, I'm thinking about it. Actually, I went to look at some pants, but they weren't my size. So okay. <laughs> well, well, when you say it's fascinating, what, what does that mean to you from your vantage point as a professor? Well, the thing that I thought was interesting from an analytics perspective is their basic um, business is to get people's email addresses and um, then provide them with specific recommendations. And so you initially get some person that buys one, one item. And then the question is, how do you figure out what the next 10 items they want to buy? There's a thing in the analytics world called recommender systems, which Amazon uses and a lot of other things, which is if you bought this and that and this and that, and we can recommend these other three things. Um, so they had to use some pretty fancy analytics to figure out from that one purchase what you will be interested in through the rest of their catalog. Mm-hmm. I, as a retail geek myself, I'm fascinated by the way that this small Minnesota company is competing with the likes of Nordstrom and TJ Maxx and some of the bigger players. I know they think of themselves as a disruptor. What do you think the advantage is coming in as a, as a small, unknown company like Prusy? Well, one of the things we get to do at here at St. Thomas is teach case studies, and we actually teach the Amazon case study. And one of the things you learn from Amazon is they started small, actually, with just books, and they just found one thing they were good at. And I think that was the same thing that happened here with Prusy with kind of golf equipment, and they learned how to really sell that well. And um, we have a grant from the GHR Foundation to do digital uh, strategy throughout the College of Business, and this is a classic example about how they use a really clever marketing and sales idea, but use the digital to really uh, make it work correctly. And so this is a great example of that. And yes, they, they did figure out this little niche and now they're going into a very large company. It's very impressive. Right. Well, I think they'll they'll know they've really made it when they're a case study in your next class. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. And thank you to our sponsor, the University of St. Thomas Opus College of Business. Thanks for listening to By All Means. If you like the show, and we sure hope you do, please take a minute, go ahead and subscribe and tell your friends. It, it really helps the ratings. You can learn more about By All Means at tcbmag.com slash by all means. Thanks for tuning in. Teamwork to make by all means, and we've got some all stars. Thanks to our audio engineer, Tom Ferlitti. Digital support is Ricky Hannigan and Dan Nepo. Thanks to the University of St. Thomas Senior Media Relations Manager, Benita Sakar, and Associate Dean of the Schultz School of Entrepreneurship, Laura Dunham, for all their help. Our theme music is by Songfinch. Hope you enjoyed by all means. Bye.